Hey guys, welcome to Hope It Helps. Today's guest is Faisal Shah. Faisal is a 10x mentor and breakthrough coach who helps people exploit their true potential and reinvent themselves. With over 20 years working in the corporate world and finance and banking, he aims to take his experience and the lessons he's learned to teach you the things that you never learned in school. During this episode, we discussed how to find your true purpose. We talk about the differences between being a coach and a mentor and the concept of 10xing your goals to take your business and your life to the next level. And the last message he wanted to share is to surround yourself with the right people and cut out those who create negativity and bring you down. Please welcome to the show, Mr. Faisal Shah. I am pleased to meet you, Khaled. Thanks for the invitation. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, I really appreciate it. So Faisal, for the people who don't know, me and you actually connected like many of my other guests. I think it's becoming a running trend when I say this. Through LinkedIn, uh, since uh, when I did the LinkedIn Live with Selena, you were asking us questions and we were responding. And, you know, over time, we built a connection and we had a call last week. And I really loved your story about how you switched from the corporate world to what you do now. And you have so much experience in that world and how you learn about the importance of finding your purpose and so on. And I think those two areas are probably areas that a lot of people are interested in right now. Everyone, given the pandemic, is like, you had maybe a chance to think about, okay, what actually do I want to do? And at the same time, financial wealth and financial creation and stuff is probably top of mind for everyone right now, given everything that's happened. So lots of things to talk about today. I'm really, really excited to have you on the show. But before we get into everything, Faisal, why don't you give all of us a little bit of background about yourself and we'll take it from there. Hey man, great. So, so listen, I uh, I went to university, graduated in uh, IT, and then I went and worked for a Silicon Valley company, a company that I just decided who do I want to work for. I went to the Nasdaq's fastest growing companies, and Broadvision was at the top. I applied for a job right there. They were in Silicon Valley. They had an office in London. I was in London. I applied, and actually, um, I made a phone call to them. I bypassed a pile of CVs. And I got in for an interview two weeks later. I was actually, I had my job right there in the office. Wow. And my dream was to, for them to put me and ship me in a container and all my lines to California and live the, live the life. Yeah. Um, a year later, we had a dot-com bubble bust. Um, so I got laid off. And that's when I hit up all their customers. And uh, one of their customers was in Switzerland. I, uh, I wrote them and I said, hey, I can optimize your 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 installation of e-commerce because they're running on our software. And they took me for a week's consulting and offered me a full-time position. And from that time, I've been in Switzerland moving around and worked my way into the financial industry. And that's where my uh, my interest in finance has come from. <laughs> so you can't, so it's funny, you kind of fell into it. It was never part of the initial plan to be in the financial industry. Or was that something that <clears throat> you were interested in at the time or? You, you know, I didn't know that existed. Okay. As stupid as that sounds, but I came from a, a small a small town in in northern England, a mining town, where there's little inspiration, you know, there's little ambition, and and so I might watch a film like Wall Street, where I see Michael Douglas, but that's something like um, watching Neil Armstrong going to the moon. You, you don't even think it's so. So I never thought that was available to me. Yeah. And I think you said something interesting about inspiration. So you, you were saying that, you know, the place you grew up didn't have much inspiration, much um, ambition. And so it's interesting how. OK, let me rephrase the question. Do you think inspiration comes to you as a result of your environment or is that something that you kind of have to seek out yourself? You know, if you have the environment around you that's inspirational, you will be inspired. If you don't have that environment, you can still get it. If you're in the middle of a, uh, a town in deserted town in the middle of the USA, you can still find inspiration. Mm -hmm. um, but you've got to go looking for it in that case if it's not around you. Yeah. And I guess it's easier to, I guess, get that motivation when you when that environment's around you rather than when you have to seek it out and kind of motivate yourself to be like, oh, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to pursue. Yeah, because because money has always been a problem in our family. I come from a middle class family. My father always told me, um, you know, we can't afford it. We can't afford it. We can't. That's all I heard. So I never went abroad before the age of 18. Okay. And I did that by saving up myself. 
um, because my parents told me we can't afford it and and we had little means and and whatnot. Now, that was drilled into me to barter. So so that's how I went through university by squeezing hard, by bargaining, by negotiating. And I didn't read any book on negotiation. I just tried to repeat what worked to watch other people who were good at it and learn from them. Um, but that's that's the that's the slowest way to make progress because you're you're gonna fall into all the traps that somebody else has already done. Yeah. Probably written a book book about, <laughs> and today even YouTube about. Yeah, exactly. That's that's actually very true. Um, I was thinking because I know in the work you're doing now, there's coaching and mentorship. That's part of it. And one of the things you talked you, you mentioned uh, on LinkedIn is why would you try to go this journey alone? And like you said, uh, and go through all the mistakes that other people have made instead of either reading about it or maybe reaching out to like a mentor or a coach to guide you and help you like speed up that progress because you don't need to make the same mistakes that everyone else made. You're going to make your own and they will be unique to you, of course, in your journey. But the question I had was, do you think people need coaching and mentorship? I know you can do it yourself and you will, you can get there. It might take more time, but as a coach and a mentor, what's the benefit besides, I guess, just learning about mistakes that you're going to get from working with a coach? You know, I'm going to give you um, an analogy. So first of all, I want to just make clear what the difference is between a coach and a mentor. Okay. So imagine you want to claim... I don't know, I'm in Switzerland, so let's talk about Mont Blanc, the Toblerone mountain, okay? If you want to climb up, up the top of uh, Mont Blanc or something like that, um, no, actually, the Toblerone mountain is, is, is called the Matterhorn in, in, in Zermatt. Sorry, my mistake. No. Um, <clears throat> if you want to climb to the top of a mountain, you can have a coach. Now, a coach will say, okay, you need to be able to, ex your body can needs to handle this kind of air pressure and they will put you on a machine, get you ready for that. Now that's a coach, but he's never done it himself. A mentor has already been up that mountain. Okay. Probably a couple of times. Mm. So he's going to give you the inside information that a coach will never give you. Okay. He's going to tell you, okay, what you're going to do is you're going to get to base camp one and you're going to need this tool. Base camp too, you better be ready for this. And and he's going to give you all the tricks, the trips, and the, the possible things that you're going to fall, the traps you can fall into. That's the difference between a mentor and a coach. Okay, that's a great analogy, by the way. I think it really um, explains it very clearly and you immediately get what the difference is. So a coach is someone, I guess, who gives you maybe the technical tools of what you're going to need to do to be able to climb that mountain, for example, to use your analogy. And the mentor is the person who's going to literally sit down with you and show you like the roadmap and at each checkpoint, what are you going to face and what yeah. do you need to do? The, men the mentor has already done it. He's been there. He's mm -hmm. done it. And that's why I call myself a mentor. Now, I'm not a mentor in every category of life. There's, depending who you listen to, there's seven categories or 12 categories. It's all the same. It's, it's health, wealth and and spirituality, education, and things like this. But however, I know that I've been investing for 20 years in real estate, in um, stocks. Um, and also, I've grown, I've done 20 years in the corporate world. That's what I can really help people with. Mm. People who feel like they're not getting a promotion this year, I can tell them why, because I've been on the hiring side, and I've been on the firing side. Okay. Um, I've been hired myself and I've been fired myself. So I, I can tell you all about it. Um, and that's where I think that my value, where I bring value, and that's where I get results for people who come to mm. me. And um, I think you made a good, I think differentiating between coach and mentor, like you said, is very important. But now let's say, I think it's harder to get a mentor than it is to get a coach because there's, as you know, there's many coaches available. No matter what your industry is, I'm pretty sure you could find a coach that would help you get better. But a mentor is something, it's a different type of relationship. And you kind of need to, because I went to an event here and they were talking about the difference between the two. And they're like, mentorship is something that it kind of, it's developed, but 
almost not almost accidentally but not at the same time because you if i'm coming to you face i'm like oh face i'd love you to mentor me it's kind of like what from you as the mentor why should you invest your time in me what is it that i'm gonna do or maybe it's my character maybe it's my personality that would entice you to do that if you're if you're i'm coming to you as a coach yeah okay i could come to you and be like yeah face i'd like some coaching on one two three and you can easily walk me through that so how do you go about then finding a mentor or developing that mentor mentee relationship so I have a discovery call, for example, and my objective that I don't necessarily share out there is to actually see if this person, A, they're coachable, they're willing to learn. Okay. Um, if they have ethics and if they really want to, they're really, what well, I want to find out what their motivation is. Because if I can tap into that, I can take them where they want to go. If I feel like they're not invested, like on a scale of zero to 10, how how much do you believe in this? How much effort? And they say three out of 10. Well, I don't think I'm the right person for them. Okay. Because I go hard on the people because at the end of the day, what drives me is getting results. It, it's, it's not getting, um, it's not the paycheck. It, it's getting results. It's having the satisfaction that you help somebody get from where they were stuck at to the next level and beyond Yeah. and help them find, and then you, come into things like finding purpose, finding goals, having a blueprint for your life. So everything, everything aligns. Yeah. And that's what I want to get them to. But my, they, some people come to me and they said, I just want a promotion. How, what do I do? I've been the same job. I said, have you had any, how long has it been? Six years. Have you had any pay increases? No. I said, okay, just to let you know that that's generally not a good sign. Mm -hmm. And why do you think that is? And, and often they, they have a roundabout idea. Okay. That's interesting. I'm Okay, just to stay on that example, I'm curious. What are the kind of things, I guess, that have... Because I think the promotion example is very relevant because everyone has been, everyone who's working you know, in the corporate world, over time, there are milestones that you want to get from here to this next position to the next position and so on. So in terms of... But sometimes people are scared to ask for it or scared to... They're, they're scared to make that... So uh, I had a friend recently who hadn't been promoted in a while. And then, and I told her, I'm like, listen, if you can go and ask, like go and ask for it because based on like the rules of your company, you should have been, but you also have to be prepared for two things. Are you prepared to walk away from it if you don't get it? And, or are you comfortable to stay if you don't get it as well? If you do fantastic, we're all happy. Woohoo. But what about the other side of it? Right. Right, absolutely. Uh, and and in my case, some of the people came to me, I can give you one example. Um, and she said to me, I really want a promotion, I haven't had it. And I'm, and we dug a little bit deeper. Um, but she was being um, never appreciated by her boss. Okay. And, and why is that? And we realized we did a tiny bit of work. And it was because his boss was actually very satisfied with her there because it was a, it was a strong worker in his team. Okay. He didn't want her. And so he would keep her there and she started doubting herself. So we said, okay, when was the last time you over-delivered? When was the last time you... So she went, oh yeah, I did this and I didn't think I could achieve this and I did this. I delivered this project. I didn't think I could do it. They threw it on me last minute and I delivered it. I don't know how I did it. And well, there you go. You've got the proof already. that You can do the, the, the job that you're applying. So why are you not applying for it? Mm. And, and sometimes if you need to just go to your boss and that's happened in my case i said hey to one of my previous bosses i said how do i get to the next level or how do i make this 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 uh, vp sometimes they will give me something tangible and, and i'll write it down i say can we put that into an annual review sometimes i can tell by the guy's body language that uh-huh he doesn't want me to go anywhere mm. And then I can, you, you can always see, I mean, you know, you know, the humans, we can, we can read micro gestures, yeah. you know, and we can get the feeling that this is a dead end. And that's when sometimes you need to make a change. Either in my case, what I did was I went above his head. I went, I couldn't go up. So I went to the top and came top down. Um, sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, or sometimes uh, it's time to say goodbye and move on. Yeah. 
and you've got to realize it. I, I recently wrote, everybody, every job has got an expiry date. I recently posted on that. Interesting. In my opinion, every job has an expiry date, like a carton of milk. Okay, and when you talk, that's actually very interesting. I've never heard that before. And when you talk about expiry date, do you mean expiry date in that position in that company, or is that is it an expiry date of overall? Like at some point, you're going to need to change because you know there's people who have been like few nowadays maybe, but people who have been in companies for like 20 years, for like 15 years. So like they've been in there a lot. Maybe they've had different roles, but they've been there a lot. So is it about the specific job I'm doing, or is it about the company itself, for example. Well, I think what I would uh, you make me think now, but I would say that's job. Okay. Because the jobs that we're doing today did not exist 25 years ago, for example. True. Um, so in 25 years, the job that we're going to be doing, or even 20 years, the jobs that we are going to be doing, maybe just about, you know, being written about the job descriptions are being written about right now. Um, and so we're going to have to retrain now at 40 or 50. It starts to get difficult. So I'm talking about job, really. Okay. The job's got an expiry date. Okay. And sometimes people don't want to retrain. And that's why at 50, sometimes people are doing jobs that they don't necessarily want to do. They're not motivated. So so the, the thing is, what do you want to do about it? What are you going to do? Do you want to retrain? Do you want to be open? Do you want to move to a different company? Do you want to start a side hustle? Or do you just want to sit back and see what comes to you? Yeah. And I think you touched on a very interesting point there uh, about age, for example. So someone in their 40s or 50s compared to someone in, you know, in the 30s like myself. It seems that as time goes on, you become less, well, it's a generalization I'm making, but you're less willing to change. You know what you're good at, you know what you like, and whether that's exactly what you want to do or not, you'll do it just because it's familiar. But when you're younger, you're more willing to retrain. You're more willing to, you know, find your purpose, for example. You're more willing to uh, explore and so on. So what is it about getting older that, I guess, sometimes can be a hindrance to, you know, exploring and doing all those types of things? For, for me, in my experience, it's comfort. Comfort. You know, yeah, you grow up, I mean, I mean, typically, um, okay, this is a European example I'm going to give you. You get your first salary, you blow it on in a nightclub, you get a bottle of champagne, then you start buying your, your Audi or your BMW on a three-year lease contract, you start upgrading, you get an apartment, you get a bit of an apartment, then you meet someone, maybe you have a kid, maybe, and at each time, your expenses... Um, and your revenue, you're living up to here. So then you're in golden handcuffs in a corporate job. You can't afford to leave that job anymore because you've got so many commitments to pay for. Um, your partner needs X, Y, and Z. Your kids need an education. And so, and so you're like, I have no way out now. I'm trapped. And if the slightest thing goes wrong, you're done. Mm. So, so that's the kind of path that people go on. So as people get older, I think they just get settled into a comfort that's easy. And the reason is because they don't have purpose, I think, in my opinion. Because mm. if you have purpose, you know where you want to go in life, um, then it's, it's way different. You know what you need to do and what you need to do. Do I need to build something? Where am I going to be at retirement? I went to see my retirement specialist five years ago. I said, hey, what does my retirement look like? I've been going pumping into this fund for the last 15 working years it's supposed to be awesome by the way he gave me the real deal he told me what i'm gonna say i i i can tell you know he said oh yeah i'm gonna probably have three hundred thousand us dollars when i'm 65 i get it in a lump sum okay and and that sounds great today but what's it gonna look like in 25 years True. you know uh, the rate of inflation i did a quick place that's not gonna make any difference so uh, I think you touched on something very important and it's something I really want to dive into today, which is about finding your purpose. Now, uh -huh. this is something I try to tread. I, I try to tread lightly with this because I'm also I try to keep a level head, although I do believe in what I'm about to say. I'm also I try to be realistic. And you just made a perfect example about, you know, the golden handcuffs. And you have, um, let's say, a family at home, uh, you have kids, you have expenses, you have all these types of things. But let's say now you're 
40 years old, 45, 50, whatever the case might be. And now you want to go, now you want to find your purpose and you want to take that step and do what you've always wanted to do, what you felt you were meant to do and what you're passionate about. It's very nice to say, yeah, find your purpose and do all that, which is great. And I would encourage anyone to do that. But at the same time, there's the reality of your the life that you that we just talked about, for example. So right. how do you, I guess, how do you find your purpose and pursue it when the situations are like that? Because it's not that simple as just saying, yeah, go find your purpose. Listen, there, there are umpteen exercises out there to help people find their purpose. Yeah. Um, there are books, there are YouTube videos, and I would always go to somebody who's been doing it for a long time sure. rather than somebody who's driving a Lambo on YouTube. Okay. Um, you know, maybe he found his purpose too, but, but I would go to somebody who's, and that's what I always do. I study the greats, you know. Now, once you've found your purpose and however you do that, and I help people find their purpose as well, and I work with somebody um who does as well um but once you've found it it's like are you really willing to what are you willing to give up to try and go for it mm. are, are you willing to work in the evenings because that's what it looks like it, it's working in the evenings it's working on the weekends working on it if you're not motivated to do that then maybe it's not for you maybe you want to keep working for somebody else it's not for everybody everybody's not willing to do the trade-off yeah uh, and but when you are when you can, it's like a proof of concept. If, if you can, if you're motivated to work on it on the evenings, on the weekends, make it take a day off on your holidays, work on it, that if that's hitting that chord um, and you're still motivated, then why not? Why not? True. That's, that's actually a good point. I think you mentioned something that you don't typically think about or that's, I think the sent the phrase to find your purpose is incomplete should be find your purpose and then add what you just said is, but are you willing to do the trade off to actually f f fulfill your purpose? And I think that's something that's missing uh, in, in yeah. that statement. Yeah. I'll give you an example. Khaled. I know somebody who, who, um, who was in tech, had a great tech career and got laid off. Okay. They went, immediately into food and beverage because of like what can i do what can i do and he he had a little bit of money and he spent everything into uh food and beverage food trucks to try and get it going in dubai by the way okay. uh, which is which was which is really hard and but that's like it that's not finding your purpose because if it was really a real motivation you would have already started working at the restaurant down the road to try and find out how to do waste management, staff rotors, find the ins and outs, manage Caribou Cafe or whatever it's called in Dubai, you know, manage the local cafe and and then go and do your Starbucks um, copy or whatever food and beverage company you want to do. Mm. I, but if you're not motivated to do that, then you can just throw money at it, but it's not going to, it's going to be a very expensive lesson. And for this guy, it was a very expensive lesson. Sure. So it's about, but he came out of it. Learning, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, exactly. There you go. Sometimes uh, I think sometimes you need that lesson to like wake you up and reframe how you think about things and what you want to do uh, and so on. But like you said, there are many, many exercises out there that would help you find what you're looking your purpose. But what about, let's say I'm a person like our oh, face man. I've, I've tried these exercises uh, and I have my purpose, but I don't really know if it is. Like, it sounds good to me, but I'm not very convinced about it. Someone once told me that, they asked me, they're like, what do you, Khaled, what do you hate? He's a previous guest I had on the podcast. And I was like, I am the most frustrated when I feel like I'm not making progress in any area of my life. Like, stagnation is what, like, ah, I hate it. It kills me. I really, really hate it. And he's like, okay, so... Maybe you don't know what the purpose is, but he's like something you definitely don't want to be is like stuck. So from there, you can kind of start re-engineering it to find out what that purpose might be. So for people who don't really have an understanding of what it is for them, is that a good way to do it? Look at what you would hate to do and work backwards from that to what, and like kind of flip it over. 
yeah, I mean, there, there are different ways to know it. I mean, one of the things that I learned was to say, um, what's that thing that one of the, some of the questions I ask people, um, first of all, what's that thing that you could talk about all night until all your friends say, will you just shut up? <laughs> what's that thing that you can, what's that thing that you're so good at that your parents think, my God, how did he learn to do that? It didn't come from us, but this guy is amazing at it. You know, it's, I mean, that's your gift, you know, and the gift and the purpose that kind of somehow come together. Sure. Um, but that's how you kind of get to your gift, what you're really good at. When you go to, into a library, when you go into a bookstore, which section can you just sit in all day? Gotcha. These are the kinds of questions you've got to, you, when you start to ask those, when you were a child, what did you really want to do? And when you start stimulating that, you will try, you will start to connect the dots. Yeah. And like piece things that's together. how you can try and work it out. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a great way to think about it. I love that question. You know, what could you sit down and talk about all night that your friends would tell you to shut up? It's probably a lot, but like, <laughs> what's the one thing that your friends would be like, yeah, we're done. Um, yeah. And or even one thing you could do just for free, you know, the, the, the one thing you could do as a job for free you would do it for free um i don't know mm. do you think i've heard that one before you know what would you do for free um if so, if you could do something that would fulfill you but it doesn't i guess build your build your life from a financial aspect does it still hold true do you understand what i mean because people are like you know, with coming with finding your purpose, like, oh, this is what I'm passionate about. This is what I love to do. But at the same time, I need, I also want to live. So, I, you know, that it's like a balance that you kind of have to figure out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And when you find your purpose, you, you, you can find people who've actually found their purpose. They don't necessarily believe they can get paid for it. That's a I learned that least recently. I learned that recently from from talking to an expert in um, in purpose. Mm. Um, but um, they don't. But you have to make it pay. So so and it does pay. Yeah. So you kind of sometimes you don't even know you didn't even know that this was something that could be uh, your purpose could yeah. be something that you could like live off, for example. Yeah. I, I mean, J Lo, how much does she pay for somebody to do her her eyebrows? You know, it's thousands and thousands of dollars. I mean, seriously, you can have it done for ten bucks down the road. <laughs> What's the difference? How much do people pay for a haircut? You know, um, five hundred dollar haircuts. But you know, you can go down the road and and get something similar for a lot less. But but you do it because you because these people who are at that level for eyebrows, hair, whatever, they they have purpose. Yeah, and they also bring a lot of this there's a lot of value now attached to their purpose. So it's kind of like right. a win-win situation for them. Right. Yeah. And so on the concept of purpose and so on, so I guess the next, I'd like to know if you could share with us, what's your purpose? If you could like put it into words and when did you find it? Because I know for majority of your career, you're working in the corporate world. And I remember from our last conversation, that one talk you had, about being the VP and what he told you. And I thought that was, I'm like, really? I'm like, after all that experience and that's what he would tell him. It was, it was, it really took me by surprise. Yeah. I mean, look, my purpose is to, to teach you what school doesn't teach you in a nutshell. Okay. Um, I there's different ways of saying yeah. it, but, but that's the, that's, that's the kind of the, the shortest way to say it. Sure. And the reason is because we got from the day we are born we taught education languages manners how you sit how you talk how you shake hands how you dress why do we learn that it's to earn money because one day you're gonna have to get a job okay so now you're gonna get a job but nobody tells you what to do when you start getting money in so what do you do you head down to gucci you head down to the dealership you head and, and, and you go wild now hold on now if somebody said to me where do you want to go in life What's your ultimate destination? What would be the best? What do you want your health to look like? What do you want your bank balance to look like? How do you want to live? Oh my God, you know, I, I want to have somebody to do my ironing for me. I want to have some, <laughs> I want to have, live in a place where I don't have to think about money because I grew up and everything was based about money. 
it's it's and I read this, so it's not original from me, but I say it's not money I'm after. I'm after what it brings, and it brings freedom. freedom. It brings access, mm. and I want access. I want freedom. I want to never have to think about things. Uh, and that's where I want to go to. Yeah. And by teaching those things that school doesn't teach you, how to get a promotion, how to market yourself, how do you, how do you break the ice with people? You know, the importance of, 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 of reading. Yeah, absolutely. And like you, like you said, I, I love how you put it, like teaches the things that school doesn't teach you. And after even the experiences I've had, I'm like, man, where was the class on like, selling where was the class on like negotiation for example uh, like basic basic right. thing the these are basic things that we all need to do to whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you're working as an employee that you're going to need to succeed and to further your career and so on so it, i always think back i'm like yeah okay i learned about like history and about like how this guy did this in that place i'm like okay but what like now what, what is that doing for like where i am in my life if, if there was a class on how to get rich, I would have been glued to the teacher. <laughs> I'm telling you, I wouldn't have missed anything. I would have followed her or him. Home. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think a lot of people would too. And actually, that's a, I'm so happy you brought that up because me and someone were actually having a discussion on uh, LinkedIn the, uh, about a week ago. And he, we were talking about why are people so obsessed with... Um, the get rich quick schemes, the uh, the the lose weight, lose a hundred pounds in like two seconds, like all, all that, all that kind of stuff, and all these influencers that push this kind of stuff, and these coaches who there's and he was his argument was there's already more than enough talks, there's more than enough knowledge out there to understand that success is not an overnight thing, so all these you know shortcuts that. People are pushing to get you to where you want to go. It's not going to work. But we still are drawn to that because it's like in your mind, you're like, oh, wow, if I can if I can get lose 10 kilos by in like in a week, why not? Yeah, let's do that. Why, why would I wait like five months, a year, whatever it might be? So it's it's so interesting how even though we know it's it can't be done overnight, we still chase it to be done overnight. What do you what's your thoughts around that? What do you think about that? I, that, that's really um, you're going to know more about that than me. I mean, I, I just think that you, we're, we're just wired for for have it now. I mean, I'm not a very patient person. I'll, I'll admit <laughs> okay. that, and people around me will tell me. But but that's just the way I think we're just wired like that. We just want fast food, fast everything. Mm. Um, at the moment, um, I'm trying to get my my health into order. So over the last 37 days, and. Um, and I'm not a health fitness, but I, and I'm certainly not enjoying the gym. <laughs> um, so I know I should. So I just said, hey, I need to get my certain body weight and body fat down. So what I did was every morning for the last 37 days, I will go and stand on my scales. I will video it and I will post it on Instagram. It's out on the world. Yeah. My Every single morning for the last 37 days. Guess what? It holds me accountable. And that's like the fastest way I know to lose weight, but but I'm doing it. I'm trying to follow a keto diet, for example, trying to do a tiny bit of exercise, so a certain number of steps, try to be a little bit careful. But because I have to post in the morning, when somebody's saying, hey, do you want another glass of champagne at 10 p.m. at night? I'm like, I really can't, because tomorrow morning I'm going to be so <laughs> It's true, it works. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I've, I've actually seen the post. I've seen the post. So he is telling the yeah. truth, guys, I promise. Um, in 37 days I've dropped almost 10% of body weight and 4% of body fat there you go there you go but it, it, and I'm not you know I'm doing everything I should I'm eating healthy and yeah. And yeah but it's it's also to, to to get to that you are putting in a lot of work to do it it's not it's not like oh I'm just not eating a little bit here there, there. you're like there's working out there's the gym there's you know and I love the accountability part that you talked about because and I wrote a post about this the other day on LinkedIn um, that accountability is so so important that was a, when I decided to become accountable for myself everything changed you know I became the person I am now from that one night that one decision that I made but why do you think people a lot of people struggle with accountability and it almost kind of like I'm speaking from my previous experience, it kind of 
scares you as well it can you know it can scare you like oh like for in your case for example like oh i shouldn't have the champagne because they have that fear that oh tomorrow i have to post and everyone's going to see like what i've done so there is a fear behind it but what do you think what's your take on accountability and why is it so important for me i didn't know accountability was a thing okay okay i don't know i i, I wasn't aware okay. of it i wasn't aware of accountability as an ingredient that i needed so i'm like but when I started reading about it, well, reading about people who are successful and they all mention something around um, having to show up and deliver or show something, I was like, oh, yeah, I was under pressure when I was doing projects to deliver certain milestones. So where's my own milestones? Where's the milestones in my life? Mm. You know, if I want to look great when I'm 60 or if I imagine myself look being on stage, you know, at at, at, at 45 years old uh, I need to look like that person that I've got in my head so it's it starts with that and then where do you go for accountability do you go to somebody do you go to your mom or your dad who's going to say oh you work too hard enjoy yourself take the weekend off no I need to look at an accountability partner who represents what, what I want to be like we take so much advice from people and get hurt by people and when we look at them but I have no aspiration to be like you. So why would I listen to your advice? Mm. When I got that, when I understood that, I just cleaned out a lot of trash from my my social circle. Mm. Oh, I, and I don't want conflict either. So so when people, they say to me, um, X, Y, and Z that I'm doing wrong, I'm like, okay, that's your opinion. That's one opinion in a sea of opinions. I'm going to go look for another opinion. True. That's true. Um, and finding the people, I guess, that resonate with what you're trying yeah. to achieve, what you're trying to do, the people that you want to be like. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, people hit me up on, on on Instagram. They see I'm doing the keto diet. Keto's bad for you. Keto's no good. You're going to have this. You're going to have that. I'm like, okay. And I don't even want to engage <laughs> because I'm so clear on my yeah. thing. But the first thing, if I had to engage, mm-hmm. I would say, is it better than my previous diet or worse? And I would say, what's your previous diet? And I would say, exactly, you have no clue. <laughs> so, so, what, so what, are you basing your, what are you basing your comments on? Yeah. You have no clue. Yeah. How about, do you know what vision is? Can you help me to get there? And if this person can help me get there, I'm all he is. Sure. And, like, and I think that. you touched on something important that there's everyone's always going to have an opinion. No matter who, oh, no sure. matter who it is, no matter it's your family, your friends, your partner, whether supporting you or not, for every person you can find that supports you, you can find someone who doesn't, and vice versa. So it's like, okay, I think it's also though important sometimes to, I guess, challenge the people who who don't. I think you learn, you might learn something about yourself, or you might learn something that you hadn't before that might help you as well. Uh-huh. What do you think? Yeah, you will always learn something. I mean, even when I go to, I, I, I go to a lot of presentations. Some of them are, are not as good as the others, but I will always take something away, always. Even if I learn how not to present, I've learned something. Um, but, you know, the, you touch on something here. It, Grant Cardone, this, this guy who wrote this book um, that I read in it, and it was this and Simon Sinek Start With Why were two books that really... Just yeah, me apart. game changers. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. But one thing I learned was you need haters. Grant teaches that you need haters. And if you do not have haters, you are still stuck in obscurity. You need to break out of obscurity. My problem today is that I don't have enough haters. So that means I'm still stuck in obscurity. People don't know me. I'm not making enough noise. Okay. Because love me or hate me, at least you know me. Okay. And, and I'm going to tell you a little, a little anecdote. Um, I started writing on Medium because I'd like to write. It's one of my, my aspirations. So I started, I did a course on writing. I, I connected with some big writers who were guiding me. And, and I started writing on Medium. And they told me I need to write 100 articles on Medium to, be, to really find my voice. I've written four. Okay. And, and last month, I got a check for $75, a monthly check. Okay. I'm like, hey, $75, <laughs> I written four articles. Now, some of the comments that I got, and I'm going to share them with you. Um, I wrote an article on saying, 
why you shouldn't compare, you know, why comparing Volkswagen and Tesla is a mistake. One of the comments somebody wrote was, reading this article was a mistake. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and, if, and if I like it, it goes public. So I like it. Oh, yeah, it. absolutely. Absolutely. Come on, yeah, man. man. And I, and, I, and I thank the person, yeah. you know, that's public now. That's on the internet. Um, and, and, you know, I'm like, whoa, I got somebody who's hating. I need some more. But, well, that's, that's like eight people maybe who hated on me and another 1,800 people read the article. Unliked so, it. yeah. So, yeah. Oh, or I don't know how many liked it, but, but that's okay. Even if everybody hates it, it's okay. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm just getting started, guys. Help me. And if they can give me something... One guy put something, he said, you went off track. Interesting headline, but you went off track. I wrote to him, thanks so much for that. It helps me become a better writer. Yeah, that's good feedback. Yeah, and I said, thanked him for the feedback publicly. Um, but that's what I need. You need, to, you need people who are going to also hate on you and stuff like that. Because that's when you're making progress. If everybody's saying, great, 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 then you're not shaking the world enough. I, I've actually never heard of that anecdote before um but i i get like listening to you explain i understand it and that's true if you don't if no one knows who you are so in other words you maybe haven't reached the level you'd want to reach where you would become known then your majority of the people around you are going to be the supporters when you go out into the like the big, you know, going from like the pool to like the ocean and you're like, ah, okay, now, okay, I see, I see you guys. Okay, there's a couple here, there's some over there, but I guess that is a sign of progress. Right. And I never thought of it like that. That's actually very interesting. And, and that's what he, t he says, he says, you know, uh, love me or hate me, but you know me. And they say, he says, if you don't know me, you can't, if they don't know you, they can't flow you. If they don't know you exist, they can't um, give you money. They can't spend money with you true that's that's very very true i actually um i once i attended a, a podcasting webinar and they were like no matter how good your podcast is if no one knows about you and no one's gonna then who's gonna like who's gonna listen to you and it was just like uh like a light bulb went off and i'm like ah oh, you know that's actually a good point like no matter how good the job i'm doing if it's not out there then what there's like it's not gonna grow you know it's just gonna be like a, one thing that just sits there there's no evolution from that right but but a podcast is something it's like a book you know it can be quiet for for, for years and years and then with the right backing behind it, it can take off the day the day you um go crazy and people are going to be watching all and listening to all your material yeah, exactly exactly that's that's 100 true um i wanted to touch on um just come back a little bit uh, to the concept of, I guess, fin finan finances and wealth creation and so on. Because I know that's your that's what you spent most of your time doing in the corporate world, and that's your area of expertise now. And it kind of touches on what you do, which is teaching people the things you did learn in school. And one thing I think that no one learned was how do you manage money? How do you think of money? How do you invest? How do you grow your wealth? So. And I've had someone on the podcast before. Uh, she's a she's a wealth manager, and she I learned a lot from her. But one of the things, even till now, um, I started looking into you know cryptocurrencies and stuff, and I took a trading course. So I now have somewhat of an understanding, but not many people. A lot, I think, majority of us have never learned how to think about money and how to grow it and so on. So, could you just walk us through like your perspective on what is wealth creation and what's the mindset you need to have in order to do that? Well, first of all, and my mindset changed from we can't afford it to you can go to wherever you want to go. Okay. Um, I had an RTT session for that as well. By the oh, way. really? Because I know you're an RTT yes, therapist. Yes, yes. I worked with Seb Jocelyn okay. on that and, and he was awesome. Okay. Um, but but we had to go back to those beliefs from my childhood, wipe them out. And, and that's how I'm now aware of those mm. beliefs. Um, but, but what I would say is you've got to get your money mindset right first. Okay. Money is in abundance. Money is everywhere and money is for the taking. If I was, people say to me, what could I do if I'm at zero? Well, do you know what? I, and I can show this online, you know, 
I just sold some stuff I had around the house. I sold my old iPhone. I sold two lamps. And I have $1,500 now in an envelope from people. And that's $1,500. If I was at zero, everybody's got stuff in the house. But you've got to say, the money's there. Now I can invest that. And if I haven't got that, I can just go out and do anything. But money is around there. It's circulating. So you, it's in the air. You just need to go grab it wherever it is. Every complaint you have is an opportunity. That's true. That's true. And and I can I can go on and on about anecdotes, but but um but you got to get that right first. And when you get your money mindset right, it's like, how much do I want? I say, what's your number? Let's work out your number. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, how do you want to live? And like, oh, I want to live here. Why do you want to live like that? And what does that cost? And what does that? And we get a figure of what you need to be earning a year to live that life. Now, and then I say to them. Now let's 10x it. Mm. What does it really look like? Do you really want to lose two kilos? I'd love to lose 10 kilos. Mm. All right. Okay. okay. What do you really want to do? I would love to leave some of my life story in a book. Okay. Uh, and and we start to find things and then we really blow it up. And like, okay, now let's let's make a path to get you there. And even if they don't reach all the way there, they've gone way behold way beyond their 1x goals they've gone way beyond and people really start thinking differently you know when you think oh, i want to earn eighty thousand a year guess what you get stuck at 75 you're like i really need to get how about i need to make two hundred thousand a year your think changes this company doesn't even pay two hundred thousand, so immediately i need to change companies this sector doesn't pay that much so i need to change so what can i transition into okay you know, and that's how you're going to get that. Yeah. So you change the sink. Okay. So, some, so I, I think you mentioned a good point that even listening to you say it is maybe a something that I haven't thought of that money is in abundance. And that's something that even myself, I probably have even saying it. I'm like, I, I, I get where he's coming from and I understand it. But it's all, it's maybe not that simple, but of course there's ways around it and there's ways to, you know, work back from it. So I think you meant talking about money mindset is super, super important. And cause like you said, I remember what I watched your, the video you made on LinkedIn about, you know, setting your goals and so on and about 10 xing them, like you just said, and they're like, they should be so big that they're, you're probably not gonna hit them. Achieve. But that is what's going to keep you um, dedicated and motivated to keep working towards that the dream in quotation marks um, that you're trying to work towards. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I mean, the 10x goals are designed so so you never achieve them because when you do hit them, you 10x them again. Okay, okay. That's the thing. So so, so the, the things, but it keeps you pointing towards a north star and fulfilling your potential. Mm. Why do I want to settle for a job that pays me $40,000 a year when I know in me I've got the potential to earn $400,000 a year? True. And that's a real example. Yeah. If I if I went if I stayed in the in the town I was born in, like some of my school friends, I would probably be earning uh, 25,000 US dollars today per year. If I move a little bit, I can earn 10 times that. If I invest, I could probably earn 100 times yeah. that. Just same job, just by the money, the first income flow, I just turn it into a second income flow. So it's just the knowledge and, and it's the courage. Sure. That makes, I think. And those those are all tangible examples. Yeah, I think there's a key word you said there, which is courage, because there's a difference between knowing what to do and having all the resources at your disposal and actually taking that that leap and jumping off the cliff and like, all right, now we have to figure out how we're going to get down. You know, how are we going to fall? How are we going to figure this out? Because I think, I think courage is probably one that's under not talked about enough because it is scary to, to do even like in your example, to leave that town that's so familiar and to go out to, you know, like the States and then to Switzerland, like these huge places in comparison, you know, it's, it's a big jump and it does take a lot of courage to, make those jumps in your life but 
I think those are the ones that when you look back now in hindsight that it's because of those jumps that I can sit here right now as like Faisal uh, and be like, this is why I'm here right now. It's because I did those things. But how do people, I guess, get the courage to do that? If you don't have the courage, how do you build it up? Is it just I, how badly do you want it? Is it that question to ask or is there more to it? You, I would start with already with housekeeping. So housekeeping or spring cleaning is sorting out the people around you. Okay. You, you want to shut off the negativity and you want to open up the positivity of what's possible. Okay. The best place to get it is books, is by talking to the biggest players, you know, people surround yourself with people who think bigger than you do. A friend of mine told me that. And in his planner, in his daily planner, he writes that down as a goal every single day. My goal for the day is surround myself with people who think bigger than I do. And and then that's where it comes from. And the people who are bringing you down, dragging you down, you want to cut that out. Cut off the news. I haven't watched news for over a year, ever since the pandemic happened. If I need to know how it's going, and I'll look at the official figures of other growth in which country I want to travel to. Is it going up or down and what's happening? But I just want the official government figures. And and what I do is I start to dream big. I've got this, I've got this thing right here. It's, it's convenient that it's here, by the way. That's 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 my 10x planner. That's that's a planner of I write down what I want to do. I write down my goals, my 10x goals, I write them down every day. Every day. Because that helps me stay focused on it. Um, I bought a property in London. Um, I wanted to buy this property in, in central London. For, it's been a dream for 20 years. What happened during the pandemic, I mean, and, and it's been in front of my in, my, in my thing for like six months. I want an apartment in central London. I want, an opportunity came up and, and I just started going on, on, on websites and just drawing a circle in central London, putting my budget and saying, how was the maximum number of bedrooms I can mm. get? A three bedroom property came up and I'm like, no way. <laughs> And I called the agent and it was during the pandemic. And and the deal, it was, he said it sold. I was like, damn. And then he called me back and said it fell through because the person who's buying got fired. Do you want to buy it? My offer was so low ball. Um, and he said, no way, no way. Three months later, he called me back. Are you still interested? They will sell it to you for that price. And I was like, you're joking. I have not visited the property. I promise you, I have not. We closed in February. I have not yet visited that property. Mm. I said, at that price, I can buy all day long. Yeah. <laughs> you got it anymore? <laughs> and I, I did. I did. I said, well, I'll keep you in the loop. But he hasn't called me back since. I think the property market's taken up yeah. again. But it's just like a no-brainer. And that's the apartment that's been, uh, that I was telling you about. It's been renovated right now. Yeah. My sister's project managing it. She's the one who's visited it. I haven't visited it yet. Um, but but yeah, I mean, you just got to take courage and and and. But when you know your dreams, when you start writing them down, things happen. Okay. When you want to start writing and writing. So I, you, I'm so happy you said that. Why is it so important to write it down? What what is it? What is it that the act of writing does for you? Um, is it motivation? Is it focus? Is it What's the reason that writing is so important and something that you do like you religiously do? I've been told it works. So I, <laughs> okay. there, are, there are lots of neurological examples. Um, there are lots of, they say that when you learn something, write it down, not type it. They say handwrite it because apparently it makes some neurological connections that you'll probably understand way better than I do. Sure. I don't want to go out of my lane. <laughs> um, but, but it does and it works. Mm. I know it works. I and mean, every single successful person I've surrounded myself, if I can get two minutes with a guy who's 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 making 10 million a year, I'm like, what's the thing you would say? And he's like, what are your goals? And I'm telling him, are you writing them down? I'm like, no. You want to be right? And I hear that over and over and over again. So there's a reason that people and, do it. And I'm like, I'm like, well, I'm going to write mine down. And I don't believe them. I don't believe them when I'm writing them down. And I say my wealth is this much and, and I'm getting this much in passive income, I don't, I'm not, um, or I want to be on stage and be able to share what I've learned to people who are inspired by me and can take a key thing away. 
but all of a sudden um, I'm invited on your podcast and that's that's a stepping stone. You know, but but also when opportunities come, we know that's right for us. People come to me with opportunities every week, business opportunities to invest in. Do you want to invest in crypto? I'm like, it's not, I don't understand crypto. It's not my thing. You're missing out. Yeah, I am missing out. I know I am missing out, but I need to, one of my rules from from um, Charles Munger and Warren Buffet is to understand what you invest mm-hmm. in. I don't understand it. I'm so sorry. And but But it's so clear that I can pick it out. And so when opportunities come, do you want to be on a podcast? Yes, that's going to get me to that yep. goal. And, and that's what writing them down that's, does on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, yeah. I love how you said that when we started, like, I've heard it's true, like, just, just so easily. And I'm like, and but he's like, but the people I've been around, that's the first thing they tell me, like, that's when they're super successful, that's what they do. And so it does seem to work. And I have read more things about, you know, I've taken like a memory course and so on. And one of the things was like writing things down and like remembering the order and how you use them and so on. So yes, there is something, I know there is something to that. And I think focus is a big part of it. Um, but one thing that you said in, um, in that video that I mentioned, and it kind of ties in everything we've talked about today together, which is about, you know, finding your purpose, um, you know, writing down, setting out your goals and writing them down, like 10xing them, surrounding yourself with the right kind of people. You said that when you have, when everything's aligned, when you have all that in order, it kind of just moves effortlessly. Like there will, yes, of course, there's challenges and they will come up and so on, but it's, you're kind of cruising, you're not kind of taking like a helicopter the mountain now instead of trying to like climb each and every rock now that you have everything, you know, in place. Yeah, I mean, I, I believe that one area influences the other people. And that's one of the mistakes people make. They think they cannot have wealth and have health. So a lot of wealthy people, their health isn't so good. I've seen that over and over mm. again. Um, or that their families are falling apart or they have amazing promotion and they're getting divorced. Oh, well, that was smart, wasn't it? You know, all your wealth, you can just divide it by two now. That's what I'm thinking in the back of sure. my head. I'm thinking it's a shame. Yeah. Maybe it was because this guy's after money, you see. Uh, and I've seen this. But he's just getting through divorce and everything's been chopped in half. Let's sell the house with the pool. I'm like, okay, that was great. Was your promotion worth it? Um, but obviously I don't say that. But I'm like, people just need to believe that you can, you can get there. You can get there, but you need to have a vision that's clear on all fronts. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think you touched on something very important that um, not just one area affects the other and that you can have both. I think like I've read a lot about this and from my own experience, when you it's very difficult to hold two conflicting beliefs in your head at the same time. So to think that this is what I want, but I also want this and this is why I want to do this and don't want to do that. But like you said perfectly, you can I could believe one thing that now like in this situation and believe something completely different in in another situation depending on the context so it is possible to have more than one one thing or one belief or one um area of life that's going to play into the other things that you want as well yeah and we all have limiting beliefs i mean i've got i've got a a ton you know but but i'm going to work through them slowly and slowly to get to where i want to go but i'm i'm entirely committed to where i want to go and i want this for others too if if i can get to a place my ultimate ambition is that you know everybody dreams of this well everybody a lot of people think of a little side hustle a little project that they'd love to do sure. or something that gives them meaning but when you do that and i've been in that place i am in that place um how do you get started? And you start to talk to somebody, oh, you need to be on social media. You need branding. What's your logo? Have you registered the company? Is it trademark? Have you copyrighted it? Have you bought the URL? What's your branding colors? And it becomes so overwhelming that what do most people do? Nothing. Mm. What's your unique selling point? So what I want to do is I want to be able to get to a place. If I can make um, my mentorship business really uh, grow to where I want it to go if I can get it there I'll have the blueprint of how to take a company an idea from zero 
to something that's sustainable. Mm. I want to be able to deliver that to everybody. I want somebody to say, oh, I, you know what? Uh, a lady came to me. I can't buy these kids' shoes here in Switzerland. They're so expensive for my three kids. I have to import them. And instead of 200 bucks each, they're 40 bucks each there. Why is nobody selling them here? I want to sell them. I'm like, that's a great idea. Do you believe in it? And I want to be able to do everything for them from A to Z. If I could do that, can you imagine that? That's pretty special. How, what sort of a world would that create? Yeah. That that's my would I get that? I have no idea. <laughs> but I need to show it myself and then I can mentor other people on doing it. I need to climb the mountain myself and then I can teach other people how to show them how to come. How to do it. And that's uh I really like that. Um that's a great goal and a great, you know, uh ambition to do and like you said, um, if I'd like to say when you get to that stage, um, I'm sure it's going to feel incredible. And then you can give so much more value to other people around you and potential clients and so on. So it's just an exponential um, effect overall. Um, but Faisal, I want to be uh, conscious of our time. Uh, so I have yep. two more questions for you. Uh, and these are, question, and these are questions that I ask all my guests. So number one, looking back either... It's totally up to you whether it's personal or whether it's in your career. What are you most proud of for yourself? That's a great question. I think I'm proud of myself for getting out of my comfort zone. Getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah. For not being scared. Um, well, actually, that's wrong because I've always been scared. But I will... I will always go to where I want to go and give it things a go. I will, tr I will try what I can in my capacity to do that. Um, whether it's applying for a job that said French is mandatory and I cannot speak a word of French or a sentence in French, I applied for it. I spent 15 years in that company and got promoted <laughs> several times. Okay. Um, just to say, but it's just yeah. like, yeah, I'll give it a go. Um, or, or moving out of leaving the UK to come to Switzerland and people were saying to me, oh, but where are you going to go? How long are you going for? What if it doesn't work? What are you going to do? Well, I'll just drive back. <laughs> that, that That's a true, real reply. Yeah. You know, and um, what if what if you lose it all? Yeah, okay. Can you put me up in a couch? Because I've got the belief in myself that I think I can, I'm willing to go for go to zero again that's for me not everybody's like that so people have but just believe in yourself and have courage i think that's what i'm really proud of yeah and i think that's that's awesome man to i like what you said that it's not about it's not that you weren't scared is that you did it and went to the uncomfortable place despite the fear and i love that that reply like oh yeah i'll just drive back you know to have i think if you can as a person develop that belief in yourself i think it's the most rewarding thing you know f for you because you know that you can take face all or whatever plop me down anywhere in the world i'll figure i'll figure it out you know i'll be okay and i think that's an awesome mindset to develop but i know that's also not easy and it does take a lot of work and you have to do a lot of work on yourself too but that's awesome man that uh you feel that way and for my last question face all what is the message you'd like everyone to take home with them today? Whatever you want to achieve, you can achieve it. You can achieve it. You've got a brain that's two arms, two legs, like anybody else on the planet. It's down to who you're surrounding yourself with and the, and the, the information you're putting in here. That's what it's down to. Yeah. If you're not where you want to be, change the information. Get around the people who are already there. Get around the right people and cut out the people completely. Walk, walk away from them who are, who are bringing you down. Couldn't have said it any better myself, my man. And I think that's a great message. And I love how you explained it, that, you know, you got a brain, you got two arms, two legs, just like everyone else in the world. And other people have been able to do it. So you have just as much capability to do it. And how important it is to change the information in your head and because everything is going to trickle down from there. It starts mental and then everything will just over time play out and so on. So I think that's an awesome message, something I really resonate with. And I think a lot of people listening uh, would too. 
Um, and I want to say thank you so much, Faisal, for coming on the show. I knew after our last conversation, this was going to be a fantastic recording and it's been so much fun. And I really appreciate because we touched on a lot of things today regarding personal development and mindset and purpose and stuff. You have a very, I really like how you make things very simple and logical because it can be overwhelming when you try to bring all these things together, but you have a very logical, simple approach by it. You ask some great questions and to anyone that would like to, uh, for example, connect with you or so on, where can they find you? Uh, how can we uh, give us, you know, how can we get in touch? With Absolutely. You? Absolutely. On Instagram, I'm a, at wake up, mentor. wake up Mentor. I reply to all my DMs and on um, uh, LinkedIn as well, at Wake Up Mentor. And you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Faisal Shah, mentor, you'll find me. Yeah. You'll find you me. You will, guys. He's um, not, he's easy to find. Yeah, I'm pushing stuff out every day. Um, I want to push stuff out for free that got me there. I'm pushing the lessons I learn all the time. Anything to help you get ahead. Anything that's you will probably not learn so easily or find easily elsewhere. I'm trying to share. And I'm share I've got access to all of Grant Cardone's material. So I'm learning. And if I learn something fabulous, I'm dropping little some reason that i need things to be simple for myself sure. so i can't do complex so i need to things to be super simple and so that's how i break it down for people yeah and uh, i've been following the content for a while man uh some of some of the stuff you post has been really really great and making it simple makes it more not only understandable uh, as you know the consumer of the content but also more applicable it's easier for me to like get my head around and be like okay i just need I get what this is saying. This is what I would need to do. So guys, uh, if you're looking to, you know, take, wake up as Faisal says and take your life to like the next level and whether it's in your business or in your personal life or trying to find that purpose, make sure to connect with him uh, at Wake Up Mentor, both on Instagram and on LinkedIn. And uh, Faisal, thank you again so much for coming on the show, man. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely, Khaled. And you know, with, with, your, with your listeners, you know, if, if I can help, if I can't help, I'll connect them with somebody who does. I haven't got all the answers, but I'm I'm hooked. I've hooked my wagon to to Grant Cardone and all the whole 10x community. I'm telling you, if I don't know, I'll find somebody who does. But let's help them. Let's help as many people as we absolutely, can. Absolutely, man. Absolutely love that. So, guys, you know, you got all the info if you need to connect. And thank you so much to everyone for listening. I really appreciate it. And as always, hope it helps. Peace. <laughs>